Now it is uh, becoming a common occurrence and everyday thing. Barely a day passes in Zambia without the report of a case of violence against women and girls, whether in rural or urban settings. Now in some areas, the number of reported cases averages to 50 a day. It is widely believed, uh, however, that many cases go unreported and the number keep on going up. An annual survey by the Victim Support Unit of Zambia Police Service reveals that um, the country recorded uh, an example of 2016, uh, building up from there, it recorded 18,540 cases of uh, gender-based violence, more than 18,088 cases recorded in the previous year. So we continue seeing these um, numbers rising and also um for those that maybe might not really understand so gender-based violence is a phenomenon deeply rooted in gender inequality and continues to be one of the most notable human rights violations within our societies now gender-based violence is violence directly against a person because of their gender both men and women experience gender-based violence but the majority of victims uh, women and girls now if you have been following uh, our discussions on our platforms uh, on children's radio foundation that's on soundcloud on our official um uh, page which is anchor fm you um agree with me that there has been discussions from uh, our previous recording that we had i featured um a human rights uh, advocate is okanji who we talked about uh, gender-based violence in relations to men now my studio guest today is um nana who is a girls and women's activist and also grace uh, an adolescent and youth activist guys welcome to agents of change foundation studios and i hope to have a very fruitful discussion thank you thank you for having us um i in if we planned this earlier. I was actually thinking that it would have been best, or maybe uh, in future we should have Izukanji, so we should have a very balanced discussion. Mm -hmm. Because today we are discussing uh, gender-based violence, and our main focus will be on uh, sexual violence mm -hmm. in relations to girls. And um, I did have Izukanji, and we were focusing on male gender-based violence mm -hmm. in silent um, crisis. So mm -hmm. I hope we can uh, maybe in the near future have the three of you guys sitting here and we hear you know the views from the men's perspective and also from the female perspective definitely it's something we already are looking forward to yeah so let's get into it um gender-based violence and in this case we are focusing on girls uh there has been obviously reports um that have you know that has been released by the um our zambia police service uh very um alarming um statistics that we are getting yeah and before we came in the studio we are talking about why are we seeing the increased numbers of of this um anyone can pick it up so i think the cases of a uh, child sexual abuse have been on the upswing because not much attention has been given okay we are speaking about it now there are so many people talking about it but there's never been action towards it because if there was action towards it, you know, where you go to the uproot of it or to the causes, then we wouldn't have been experienced. It wouldn't have been on the rise. We would have seen a decrease maybe, but it's on the increase. Mm -hmm. When you look at the statistics released for the first quarter, second quarter, you can see there's an upswing 
of these cases. Mm. And it's not just like a very small upswing, it's like a very alarming upswing. In the second, in the first quarter, sorry, second quarter, though about 583. Mm -hmm. So that's 583. And then in the third quarter, we have 773. Mm. And this is in a period of three months. Three months. A child or children getting devoured at that rate. That's like, what? What are we doing? Are we even looking into this issue? But then should that be, uh, I don't know, uh, let me try to be devil's advocate for, for, for a minute. Don't you think that's a good thing because now we have a lot of people that are reporting these cases? I feel it's not enough because still, we still have people that are withdrawing these cases. Mm -hmm. I think from the statistics released by Zambia Police, we, there's an indication to say there are people that withdraw cases that are reported. Mm -hmm. So how, how many people, how many organizations or structures in society are looking at the people that are withdrawing these cases? And then also let's talk about the people. Yes, we have people reporting such cases and the media obviously highlighting on such issues. Mm -hmm. But are we also thinking about the ones that don't report such cases? Mm -hmm. So like Nana is saying, it's like 3,857 3, cases were withdrawn for various reasons. That's like absurd. And then 2,272 still under investigation. So we're actually getting these cases reported, but they're still invest. What are we investigating for that long? I feel like the process it takes when a child reports these issues, that is why so many people are reluctant maybe to go to mm -hmm. the police and report yeah. such cases mm -hmm. because the process also is tedious. Mm -hmm. Imagine a child who has been abused, an eight-year-old child has been abused and then they go to the police and then they ask questions, several questions. How did it happen? You know, and then they need evidence as well. Mm -hmm. Did it really happen? The child has to be checked before they go to the hospital. Mm -hmm. So the process from the police to the hospital, hospital to prove to say yes, the child was really abused and then the whole because obviously, before starting off going to the police, the parents asked, or the yeah, guardian of the yeah. child, they asked what happened. And so like, it's, it's a tedious, tedious process. So if the law enforcers also would look into cutting down on the process, mm -hmm. okay, and seeing to it that the victims that report such cases receive help mm -hmm. yeah. as soon as possible without going through the, wrong, the long process of, oh yeah, so what happened? How did it happen? How were you dressed? You see? Mm -hmm. so yeah. True. Maybe we should also look at these 3,000 that were withdrawn. Like, what caused them to withdraw? 3,000. 3,000. That's 3, for GBV cases. GBV, GBV, GBV. Yeah. Yes. yeah. So, obviously, there's also an entity for yes. the child abuse, abuse. cases mm -hmm. as well, child mm -hmm. sexual abuse cases. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. the withdrawn family reasons, probably the family will say that we can't, you, you can't report this man. Mm -hmm. You can't report him because he's the breadwinner. He's paying your school fees. We'll deal with it. Mm. So, I, I mean, it goes back to the question that I asked first. Why are we, uh, why have we seen the increase in the numbers of child deformment, f uh, for instance? We had a case um, um, made this year of a father that raped, uh, defiled rather, because, it's, I mean, if it's someone that's it's below, yeah, the, below the age of 18, it's, it's defilement. defilement mm -hmm. of, uh, was it the three months year old baby? Yeah. And this is like the biological father. So the question that we continue ask, like I will continue asking, maybe that should be answered on this platform is, why are we seeing this happening? You know, you were given an example of a child, a three months old baby. Mm. There's also a three day old baby that mm -hmm. was abused by the father. A three day old baby, one to three days of living. So, you know, if people are going to stand up, especially men, I have seen them coming up with a defense to say it's how women dress. That's okay. So, in such a case, yeah. if you say it's dressing, 
the dressing is provo- the dressing is provocative. Mm. How are you? What are you going to say about a child in a diaper that was abused, defiled by a father, a father, a biological father? Mm. So I feel like it's more we can we should attach this to it's men. Men are the problem, okay, and not the children or the victims that go through this, okay. And the fact that the government has not touched attached so much importance to this case, it will continue to be on the upswing. Okay, because these 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 cases are alarming. Mm-hmm. Like how the increase, the upswing is alarming. Yeah. I feel like they should stand up and you know do something about it. But not much is being done. I feel also the family should take keen interest as well. They should be. To- that is why I'm saying the government. When the government steps in yes. and then you know you go to rural areas and yes. you get people about mm. because you see. You get uh, a few cases from rural areas. Why? Mm. Because they feel like such issues, when such things happen, they should be discussed among the family. But you forget to say when a child is affected, a girl child, boy child, any child in a home when is affected by such things, you know that they, how they will turn out in future because these are long, long life impacts. Yeah. Uh, sexual abuse has a long life impact. Mm. So how they're going to turn out will affect the entire society. So you can't say it's a family issue if it happened in a home so then it's a family yeah. issue you just can't leave it there it affects everyone and therefore it should be reported so take and not withdrawn later on but then what is happening is in rural areas there's, there's a belief to say when such things happen should be discussed among themselves mm. and then it should end there because they are scared to so, you know people will say bad things about our family there'll be bad reputation mm. at the end of the day they will say oh yeah in that family they do this and that so if it's such a shameful thing it should be reported the person yeah. should be reported it doesn't matter who they are yeah so then, um, have we? It goes. I mean, the question. I, I'll throw back the question to you, uh, the advocates, the activists. What exactly are you, are we doing in this scenario? Because we've seen a lot of people are reporting and withdrawing, and other people cannot come out because mm-hmm. uh, maybe they don't feel that they will be protected um, once um, there's that shame that is put upon you, especially with society and says this person was was raped uh, by the father of or by the uncle so what are you doing as activists to make sure that there's protection first of all and then we see more people that if they come forward you know they won't uh receive that discrimination from society i think mainly firstly we are also we're voicing out to say let this your for story a long time now stay mm-hmm. in Mm-hmm. Yeah, voice out your story. It's n- you n- re- really never know who's affected by the very same issue, so it's like stand up, take 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 a stand. Yeah, because you will be protected at the end of the day. Other than that, I think we're also trying to tackle the family issue. Like we, c- I keep going back to family because mm-hmm. they're the basic entity. Yeah, it, it starts, starts with, with the, with the family. family. Mm-hmm. So raising up the boy child, we're voicing out, talking to families, telling them raise up the boy child, making them understand that. It's okay to do dishes whilst your sister is also doing mm-hmm. dishes. It's okay to cry when you get hurt, when you lose a loved one. It's okay because you equally have feelings. There's none who's inferior. There's none who's superior between the two genders. Because mm-hmm. the problem, we still have to go to the root cause mm-hmm. of this. If we're going to solve this problem, it has we have to go to the root cause. Yeah. And the root cause is male entitlement. Okay, Boys are raised to feel so much entitled. Okay, Everywhere in the world, I feel like they ascribe to this patriarch system. Okay, in a way where a boy child is born, it's not, it's, no one has to explain it to you. Say, okay, welcome now, uh, you're a newborn baby, you're in a patriarch system, we ascribe to this. No, it's mm. like it's in you, it's what you see as a child, okay? You are meant to feel, boys are meant to feel they are superior over females, which shouldn't be the case. Mm. And I feel like they grew up with that entitlement, which is why things like going to rape as many as seven, 700 girls, different men raping different girls who are like more than 700 in in a quarter 
It means they are entitled, they feel entitled. They feel it's not so much of a problem. They feel entitled to a woman's body and a female's body. And that's why it's so easy for them to actually cut core a woman when they're yes. walking in the street. This issue of cut core is also abuse on its own. It, it actually it's is. It's not taken serious. And for some reason, I don't know why, it's co- so confusing that mm. there are some females that look at it as a compliment. Pass where construction workers mm. are seated resting or from their work. Town, then like you will see the comments that they pass. Yeah. The cowboys in town still yeah, as well. That's abuse on its own. Mm. You can imagine a girl, you know, we have we have different hormones, okay? Yeah. And then also genes. Yeah. There are girls who are seven and they already have their breasts out mm. and they have a different kind of structure, mm. okay? And then when they're walking down, you would think it's an elderly person. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not that yeah. an elderly person deserves to be cut cold, no. Mm-hmm. But you will see the views that they'll get from these people. That's abuse on its own. It's not compliment. It's not a compliment. Mm. Others go as far as touching you. Exactly. Okay? And it's, it's have you sad. ever seen a cowboy going from nowhere just go and touch a back of another man? No. Mm. But it's common for them to touch. What? Why is that? That's male entitlement that we're talking about. So yes, society. Uh, there's male privilege in society, which also has affected, has contributed to the rise of these child abuse cases, and child dif- sexual abuse cases. Other than us, the ladies seeing that as a compliment, we've actually gone about saying it's normal. It's like and yeah. It's yeah. not right. Actually, it also works on people's low esteem yeah. to some extent. You mm. feel like if I don't pass. When I pass yeah. along, you know, a group of men and they, they, they don't pass those comments, mm. those disrespective comments, then you feel like I'm not enough. Mm. Maybe yeah. I'm not enough. Maybe there's something wrong with me. You, you begin to think that's how abuse works. Yeah. You think there's something, maybe there's something wrong with me when yet there's nothing. It plays on women's uh, self-esteem right, to so some extent. Yeah. So what needs to be done is, um, from what I'm getting, we need to change the narrative. Uh, a boy at a very young age, um... I can't really remember. I think I was watching a movie or a, a talk show uh, early this week. Yeah. And there was someone that was giving an example that they went to work in the UK and parents start telling their uh, child at as early as 18 months and say, if you want to, if you see uncle or anyone touches you in this part, scream. Mm. And maybe that's, maybe that's some, some of the things that we need to start uh, teaching our, uh, our, 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 our children say, you know, it's not right for uncle to touch you mm. like this. It's not right for uncle to, you know, hold you in a certain way because when once he does that, please scream. And then they gave an example of um, there's another conversation that I had. I can't remember with who, but they're talking about how this baby um, was like in um, kinder kindergarten, right? Mm-hmm. So she goes to school and she tells the teacher and say, you know, uncle wanted to eat my cookie. Mm-hmm. All right, without knowing what she meant, so the teacher was like, "Oh, you, you wanted to eat your cookie. When you go back, let him have two cookies." And that's how apparently the child was trying to communicate that the uncle she wanted to sleep with him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you know she ended up getting getting abused. So those are some of the cases that maybe we need to start teaching our girl children, maybe at an early age, so that they are protected as a preventive such, measure. Yeah, pre- yes. preventive yeah. measures. We need to start early, but mm. that should in a normal environment, that shouldn't even be the case. Children mm. shouldn't have to protect themselves from elderly men that can think on their own. Yeah. I feel like it's everyone's responsibility, mm. men too, to protect these children. But now it's mm. children protecting themselves from elderly men. A whole man protecting yourself from a whole man who has a brain. He's lived for 32 years. Because yeah. I've seen some cases where a 32-year-old defiles an eight-year-old child that shouldn't be the case but anyway yes they need to be educated in those lines you mm. need to say if someone is touching you and sh- people should be more 
you know like be direct mm-hmm. don't use terms to say oh Cooking, wait no no, no just, just be direct yeah. teach children at an early stage mm. okay that would be one of the preventive measures that should put in place i think also a, a preventive measure is actually channel like teaching the channels of what happens then if the ch- a child comes to you and says um this is what happened i was uh, being abused what do you do next you don't interrogate them yeah you don't There ask them more questions who do you link them to are you making sure that they're actually getting the justice they deserve mm-hmm. it shouldn't just end in the house because like we were saying in the first instance we've seen many cases end in the house which isn't right it shouldn't go on so as a preventive measure addressing that also will be quite good as well mm. yeah but i i also feel that you haven't really answered my question earlier on i was asking what exactly are you doing do you, um as advocates as and, and, yeah. i think we've gone as we've been talking for a long time we've mm. been speaking about this mm. air in our voices exactly in any instance mm. there's times when advocates and activists like, like ourselves activists have come out to speak about this these things mm. but we can only go as far at mm. the end of the day the law enforcers need to step in mm-hmm. because it's a serious problem it's affecting everyone it can happen to any child even their children yeah. okay if things are not already happening because every child is at in danger of uh, mm. experiencing such things So I feel like we would do we would talk about it we'll talk about it but there's action that needs to come in okay mm-hmm. and the action needs to come in from the law enforcers by doing what by enacting you know a stricter laws mm-hmm. yeah okay I think many of us I feel like it's not enough punishment so given to these people is not enough why because they know at a later stage I'll be out and I'll still go back to my life yeah how mm-hmm. about we introduce things like castration I feel like it would be scary to a person even trying to take a step to do such things okay very true interesting Later. so um let's now focus on the process you you earlier on you did m- make mention of the process and protection of uh, um victims in this case if you go to let's say if you report a case to um victim support the process that goes to like talk about the how tedious the questions is, the questions you know and uh, the asking of um maybe how, what did you dress and i also feel that some of these rape cases mostly happen in relationships yeah in relationships yeah. as same as the same thing it's it's in homes yeah, in, in relationships home. yeah. at school mm. in the workplace too everywhere, everywhere. it happens everywhere mm. it's not selected areas mm. yeah so now how do we get to harmonize the process so that the victim feels safe to report these cases what would be maybe some of the recommendations that you'd give stakeholders every partner involved in such police vsu organizations let's take king interest and let's not treat the victim like you know like a victim they are survivors and let's not make them feel inferior or even less like you know there's a way they make you feel this guy when you speak out they shouldn't make you doubt your yeah. story like it happens to me yeah. don't doubt my story it happened so like the process of asking too many questions makes you doubt yourself you begin to doubt yourself maybe i was the reason why because already when it happens i will tell you to say there's self blame mm-hmm. already plain on you mm-hmm. so you think ah maybe i caught this upon myself yeah. now imagine a 5 year old thinking what happened is I, what was the reason why it happened mm-hmm. because if i didn't do this this was going to happen and that's like lifelong that's why we say there are lifelong impacts to this mm. okay this you will live with this or you, i have seen people that were abused when they are 5 they are married now and they're still living through the yeah, terror of what happened when they were 5 yeah. you see that they're mm-hmm. traumatized too so that's why i'm saying what kind of future we're going to have if um the government is just going to fold their arms 
and just look at these issues mm-hmm. you know going but on so, the upswing uh, so to cut you short so are we saying on this forum that the government is not doing anything it's i don't think they're not doing if they are doing something they're not doing enough no. they're not doing they're enough. not doing enough what well, we have the victims opportunity as one of the preventative measures that the government have put in place uh to make sure that people can go there and report these cases okay. what what uh, what more should they should they do in just in case someone from you know um the relevant authorities listening to this podcast I feel like when such things have been spoken about so much because this is when I don't I'm not saying this is when there's like an upswing these things haven't been happening. Mm. I will tell you to say these things have been happening for so many years. But now because the media has begi- they, they've, they've started highlighting on such issues mm. and then like everyone is they set their agenda the media sets their agenda. Mm. Same way we're speaking about it now people know there's this issue. Mm. Okay? Back then such issues would only be discussed where in homes in mm-hmm. homes there are elderly women that have come up i've seen stories on social media where an elderly woman comes up and says i was being abused mm-hmm. and this is like 58 year old woman okay she went through it back then so meaning it was common even then so like they're common now they've always been common but now the media has highlighted more mm-hmm. on these issues okay so now there's like other bodies in society that are highlighting this thing but mm-hmm. the victim support you can't just record these cases oh yeah they came and then it ended and there what? what do they do afterwards We want such reports because when you see something is being discussed as it is now we want reports on mm. how how you're going about it the police to stand up and say oh yes we are aware of this mm. okay and then this is what we are doing mm-hmm. to counter this okay we have uh, deployed people to go in in rural areas to go and educate families fathers boys to raise boys in a way they're supposed to be raised to teach parents how to raise boys in a way because when we teach boys to raise to raise them not to feel entitled as they grow up we wouldn't find such issues Okay. I'm also thinking maybe the government taking interventions very seriously up to actually walk through the support system of the survivor. Mm-hmm. What like what we were saying, what are we doing after they report this? Are they being entered into support groups after they enter the support group? What next? There are lifelong impacts after that. So let's make interventions that actually in favor of the victim. And they should also expedite the enactment mm-hmm. of the children bill code. Mm. Oh yeah. Up to now, up to now it's been 12 years, yeah. People mm. have been waiting and organizations have been advocating. I mean, if they were serious about it because parts of this bill also protect children mm. in in different areas, you know? Like they protect so we would I feel people would be scared to go forward. If you are a rapist, you'd be scared to go forward to do anything to a child because you because know what's the there. Yeah. It's like, "Ha, ah, I don't want to go through mm-hmm. that." Okay? Because if, I mean like this is this, this is something that adults should think on their own. They should see it as men say, "No, Yes, I'm more powerful. The fact that you're able to rape sex, I'm more powerful than the females mm-hmm. and the children. So I need to protect and not use their power in a negative way, which is like raping and I don't think that's a good thing. It's right. not. Yeah. They're supposed to stand up and think on their own, you mm. know. We, d- we shouldn't even have that's why I said in the first place say we shouldn't have to tell children how to protect themselves. In a normal environment that shouldn't be shouldn't, present. Shouldn't happen. Mm. Yes. All right. So, um f- from the government maybe what needs to be done is issues of capacity building especially for people that uh, are handling these cases i feel that maybe to an extent they are not really sensitive to these people that you know to the victims you know it's like just one of those things that you just come and report and you feel like it's any other case but i think there should be um, a capacity building also for um people that work in, in these institutions as well um i am not really um conversant with how the victim support unit works but do they I I also maybe feel that they should have uh, a system where you have um advocates and organizations that you know uh you know are working 
in line with um, the victims, for instance. It shouldn't uh, end at recording that. cases. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. shouldn't end at recording cases. Mm-hmm. Okay, there is a department. I think it's under the Ministry of Community Development. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. There is child welfare mm-hmm. in development. Is it child welfare? child welfare? Yes, there's a department there that should look at such affairs, mm-hmm. you know. Maybe put in place counselors that are going to look at how are they going to house these victims, these children that are go through such things yeah. in their homes. Yes, while trying to counter, trying to fight this, they're trying to fight the child abuse, sexual abuse issues in society. But also, like, how are you treating the ones that have been abused already, mm-hmm. the victims? Do they have facilities to house these children? Mm-hmm. Cancel them. You know, take them through counseling because they need that. They need mm. that. Imagine raising how many girls? Like a whole generation of young girls. How, what generation are we going to have? We're going to raise them like that. Just leave them. They go through things, leave them in homes, just pack them, forget. Yeah. Yes, report I- such issues. They say, oh, yeah, this happened, this happened, this happened. But like, what next? I'm I I just I going to leave them. What kind of future are we going yeah. to have if we're going to just leave children? Because these are life, like I said, mm-hmm. the impact that they go through is like lifelong. I think as advocates, we've done so much. We have. Um, if you look at Wumba Malambo, she's yeah. been bringing out um, victims of the same gender-based violence, sexual abuse. That's actually where I saw the 58-year-old woman that gave yeah. her testimony about yeah. what happened when she was young by mm. the father. She was abused by the father. And all these are on social media. People have access to them. But what is the VSU doing about? Are they, are they actually going to Wumba Malambo? I'm, sh- I'm sure she's actually even reached out to them. But what are they doing to help them yeah. what are they doing to support them through the process i feel like the, like you're saying the, the victims are uh, a number of them but um it should be two months ago on twitter there was that i'm a victim yeah, too. yes yeah um a lot of people came out and saying they were raped and then you know, name shaming of, of, of yeah, some sort yeah. but a very interesting case was um people had come out i'm not trying to defend the men yeah but most some people that were listed on those or in that list you know mm-hmm. um were not the perpetrators. perpetrators so then how then do we uh, get to protect because a lot of people that came out um was uh, the girls with in in this case mm-hmm. was was because of bitterness because this is like ex-boyfriend and you just want to you know expose him or, or, or to some to, to some oh, are we actually sure that yeah that was the case Whose story oh. are we listening to more because uh, the, there's a tendency the, yeah, in society of listening to males more than yeah. females no there's no male saying private again yeah there's uh a very s- special case and i'm sure there should be some some men that were listed in that list actually uh took it up and I think they sued them. I don't know how far they've gone with that case. So I'm just looking at that case. So then how do we make sure that if we put up this uh, platform for people to come in and report, um, that people will not report for the sake of reporting, but they'll come forward because they are victims. Because then they'll make um, the process irrelevant to, to, uh, to some extent. I think there are strategies that can be put in place. Questionnaires. These are very simple things that we mm. can actually sit down with the claimed survivor or claimed victim mm. and s- actually not interrogate them, but just question them to mm. find out more of but the But that story. shouldn't lead these people, these bodies, to yeah. doubt the victims when they report. I mm. think either way, if such cases do come up, it's like one out of ten. The nine are actually true. And then the one is that uh, bitterness because how out. do we even know the people that stood up to sue the women that were name shaming mm. how do we know if they were only protecting their reputations as well 
Mm. Is it even true? Are they just refusing because oh no, my reputation now is at stake? And to be oh, honest, it the, the big people in society, those people are actually saying their names that are yeah, known in society. Yeah, yeah. So of course they would do their best to protect their reputation. Fair enough. Fair enough. So let's go uh, focusing on um, the the victims in mm-hmm. this case. How do we now get to because we've we've talked about uh, capacity building from the relevant authorities. We've talked about protection of uh, the victims once they go to report. Now let's talk about the post uh, after you report. Now what what are some of the uh, recommendations also we, sh- we should also put out there for the victims? I think one thing is counseling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work all the time, especially for children. Because mm-hmm. immediately, child would be, you know, um, a child that's, you know, you know how children behave. Mm. They are free-spirited. They are mm. everywhere. But immediately mm. that happens, they call in a corner mm. because they don't want to be seen. Yeah. You can't see their personality anymore. You can even notice that this child has gone through abuse. I mean, for me now, when I'm walking through, you know, the streets, I'm mm. able to tell a child who's abused and a child who's not abused could be because of experience or anything else but mm. yes i'm able to tell to say this child was abused once okay and it's by a cross creative because now it's happening in homes mm. okay it's mm. it's always been not now but it's always been happening in homes as well but we paid we've, we've always thought it's outside people maybe a driver mm. that takes a child to school maybe the teacher at school but even in the home it happens but they just try to cover it yeah. okay family tries to cover it okay so i feel like counseling should be the first thing Okay, mm-hmm. trained counselors too. That's why I say the Department of Social mm-hmm. Welfare should look into that as mm-hmm. well. You know, mm-hmm. how's these children, these victims that go through such things? Okay, talk to them in a way an expert would know better. If parents fail at home, also they should educate. That's why I'm saying they should deploy people everywhere it in rural areas. Everywhere. Yes, yes, yes. It should definitely. It's be everyone's responsibility to protect children. Everyone's responsibility. But okay. then also, let's not end at the children because it's not only the children that it's are being affected. Yeah, exactly. Let's well. exactly. also counsel the adults that the older, that older go victims. through. Yeah, yes. there are those that have grown up with it. Okay, mm-hmm. it happened when they were five, when they were seven, when they were eight. They become but mothers. because yes, exactly. And so, how do you expect this person that was abused and never counseled at any point? How do you expect them to treat their children in a home? Mm. And sometimes it's a cycle. You know that. Yeah. Because it happens to this mother that was unhealed. They live through. They're married. They're, Life moves on. They are developing. Everything is happening in their lives as a normal person should. But do you know what they have inside yeah. them? Do you know the wounds that they have that have been un- uh, unhealed? Okay. And so they go through life, you know, um, acting a certain way. There are some that fail to control their emotions. Mm. And then they go on. Then you see females that are raping male children, you know, for mm. revenge. Yeah. I have seen that before. And so mm. now what we are creating is a cycle. We are creating beasts. Okay. That's why I'm saying counseling should be the first step. Okay. They should find best ways. Experts know how to do these mm. things, and then they should find a way. As Nana mm. is highlighting, the psychosocial well-being of the victim, of the survivor, is very important. Counseling. And it shouldn't be just like one-off. It should be a process, because counseling is a process. The specialists know this. Mm-hmm. It's a process. It's not one-off. They just yeah. sit down in support and group, then and because, then they oh, go. no, they're not responding. Let's leave it alone. No. Yes. So that's, that's why I, I emphasize it to be experts. Mm-hmm. Experts sitting somewhere. I don't know where, but the, there's, there's a department for that. Yes, they should look into it. Okay. Mm. So we will talk as activists. We will talk as advocates, but we can only go as far. We can even act on it, but, you know, at the end of the day, the lawmakers have to step in, mm. which is why I emphasize to say that the bill, the child court bill should be enacted. Mm. Yes, because for 12 years, 12 years now, yeah. I said 12 years, yeah? 12, 12 years. They haven't enacted it. I was waiting the 12th assembly when the president was addressing, you know, but like... just maybe. 
I was hoping it would be mentioned, but no, nothing. Then you see it, say they don't attach great importance to it. They will attach great importance to other things, but like children are important. They're very, These they are the are children that leaders. will be leaders in yes. future. What kind of leaders do you want to have? What kind of generation do you want to have if you not act on these issues now? All right. So um, I'm looking at the Anti-Gender-Based Violence Act of 2011. Uh, and it highlights uh, very interesting um, things. Yes, it says in this act, so it's a subject of the constitution where there is an, um, there's a provision of this, an act of provision of any other written law for provision of the act shall prevail in the, ex- in the existence of the in- inconsistency. So in this act, act uh, unless the context of otherwise requires abuse means conduct that harms or is likely to cause harm to the safety, health, or well-being of a person. Um, so in relation to gender-based violence means any act of gender-based violence which is causes of victims to suffer uh, wounding or, or bodily harm, the court otherwise considers to be associates to the victim, whether it was used by the weapon, and you know it goes on to highlight this. I'm trying to look at um, what happens for... Uh, to the, the 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 abusers in this in this case as well, but you know I'm assuming I think the rape case I think she was about 15 years if I'm yeah actually it's actually 15 years, so that's still not enough. It's not active, enough. Active. It's not enough. It's not. That's mm. why I said maybe life imprisonment. You know. Yeah. Life imprisonment. Mm. What's that? But on Castration. If you know you're going to be castrated. Christianity and God is a God of second chances. God is a God of second chances. <laughs> I know we're supposed to emulate, but like this despicable yes. acts that mm. people go on doing, these men that, I don't know, it's like, I don't know if it's a demon. Like mm. it goes with every person. It's like, you too. Mm. You'd even one that say, this too defiled a child. How? Yeah. I never thought. And you, you that's the thing. You can never tell with the, mm. the rapist. Or the defilers. You can never tell say this person looks like a defier. Maybe then would know. And men have a problem with saying when we are addressing this issue, we say all men. Okay. Mm. We say all men in a way because you who is not doing it, you say you don't do it. It's not mm. all men. What are you doing to stop it? Men listen to men. Do you talk about these things mm. with your fellow men? And you they, speak yeah. against them. Mm. If you do not, you are part of the problem. Mm. So we will say all men. All men. Because are you helping us? Yeah. No, you're mm. not. So we will say all men until the narrative will only change when we see men standing up and then speaking against such things. Right. Okay, so this is why I say stricter measures like castration, life imprisonment. I don't think someone would even go if they know this is it. Mm-hmm. And then when being sensitized as well, when they go to rural areas or everywhere, else, even here in Lusaka, they mm-hmm. should tell them to say, when you do this, you should know that this is the result of it. And then when addressing, they address all men because we don't know who. They don't go with labels to say, I rape. No, they mm. don't. Which is why we have to be careful all the time. I don't think you even, do you, do, when dressing up in the morning, you as a man, do you ever look at, oh no, maybe I should carry a knife or maybe let me dress this way. Do you ever go through that? Because you're scared of what might happen on the street. But for us, it's an everyday thing. For us, that's how we live. Through. It's even becoming normal. normal. Which, which is, it shouldn't, shouldn't be normal. normal. It shouldn't mm. be. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't be. Like yeah. you can't wear a certain top that you just really it's love. It's like what will people? But for you, it's like ah, I'm going at East Park. I'm going to this place, and then you just dress in however. But for us, we have to think about it. It's a process. It's a process. Like oh, uh, what will people say? What there's always that, and you know everything that has been happening. The cut coin. It also mm. works on. Like I said, it works on our on our self esteem yeah. as well. Okay. I like how because everything say. we do is like what will people say? Yeah. It's more on women. I feel like yes, there's this tendency with people. It's like what will people say if I do this? Mm. But it's more on women mm. because. 
it affects their self-esteem. I like how Gift said, like a Christian would say that um, God is a, is a God of second chances, mm-hmm. but God is again the same God that says, "Don't be gullible." Exactly. And he's the same one that puts strict measures upon the Israel. I don't think he's proud of that. He yes, we're a Christian nation. I don't think God is proud of that. Yeah. I mean, that's why he put And I know there are people that were punished yeah. in the Bible too. Exactly. Not to say everything. We run by everything, even the negative things that happen in the Bible. But I know people that were punished, not because of child abuse. I don't know if there's any, but mm-hmm. like for doing things that are wrong, going against the law. I don't think God supports, you know, abusing children. I mean, he You know the love God has for children. Yeah. And then do you think he's the one that would support such things? So no, if someone does something wrong, that's a process gift. Mm-hmm. Defining a child is a process, okay? You can't Starts say, no, I lost mind. my mind, no yeah. homos. There's nothing like that. Yeah. You were thinking, you're a home man. You're expected to protect that child, but you go and defile the child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you deserve it. You deserve castration. You deserve whatever comes. Let's just put stricter measures. All right. Maybe just to draw you back to the reasons why I feel um, we have seen a lot of people... Um, after they report these cases and they withdraw these cases. I think it's because uh, a person who defiles or rapes a, uh, a girl, uh, a girl child, a, a boy child in this case, you know, is allowed to get bail. So I think that should be something we think that we need to advocate. The stricter measures. Exactly. We should exactly. not have bail for uh, people that rape. Vic- yeah. Because after he's out, he can go and, you know, uh, victimize them more and say, if you don't, you uh, reported me after all. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. And that's what we, happens. Cases, that's yeah. what happens in yeah. homes up to mm. now. When you see people withdrawing cases, mm. it's issues of, oh yeah, I, I reported. Maybe the woman at that point is like furious. Say, oh, this happened. This man, mm. maybe it's a second husband. Okay. And then they, they report such cases. Even their husbands, they report such cases. Then they go home and then they are beaten. So go and withdraw that case. Mm-hmm. And you see, so many women are not empowered enough, you know, to stand on their own. Okay, so if they are divorced or their husbands chase them, how are they going to live? So they look at all of those things and then it's like, oh no, let's protect my husband's name because he said so. Just you yesterday see? I was reading Again, story it goes too. back to what? Entitlement. Yeah. How we are raising these boys yeah. when they are growing into being yeah. men. How are we raising them? How are they using their powerful nature? Maybe Not powerful because they are more powerful, no, but like masculinity. Yeah. How are they using my masculinity towards girls? Mm-hmm. Are they protecting them as they should mm-hmm. or they are abusing them? But I and this is uh, amongst my peers in my circles um we have been having these discussions but one interesting discussion that we had um there was a story that was online that was carried online uh marital rape and mm. this is uh, yes. something that we've yes. been discussing ab- ab- yes. around with my uh-huh. with my guys like and their argument is how can you rape your wife and that's what they've been talking about. How can, it's not possible. She is ah, your wife. You see, there wife. is a problem. Yeah. They defend to mm. say he, that doesn't mean when you have a wife doesn't mean doesn't mean you own that person. She's not They're their own person, mm. and their husbands are their own persons as well. Yes. Okay, it's partnership. But How then, would you but, feel but in then, a partnership, but, yeah. and then one is enforcing? You know, like mm-hmm. they, they want to act like they are more powerful than you, mm. and then it's like when you want it to. Sex the, everywhere in marriage is, it, is it, supposed to be with consent. Is yes. it because men are entitled, or is it because male cult, entitlement cu- culture also plays a role? Because, for instance, if you are marrying someone, even they were not, not not even that, even at church, they will ask the father and say, "Who gives away this child?" So that means you get. So it it starts from those things. You you uh, as a woman, you have been given away because they feel. Uh, that's what the gospel says, right? Um, if you are, uh, the pastor will always ask this question: Who gives away this child? 
I think it's so misunderstood. Then, then, so it's misunderstood. So then, my, let me mm. maybe add more context. Yeah. So then, in your mind, in, in, in their mind, is like, okay, so first of all, um, you pay 50,000 or 30,000 kwacha as the waller. Which is not buying a person. And then, and then, okay, so you have, you are taught to pay this 30,000 yeah. kwacha as the waller and all these exorbitant things that comes with that. And then, she's been given away to you. So, men feel that... A, their wife and these are um, traditional men mm-hmm. um, because they are I mean we know people that you know would respect again if she says no it's it's no but they feel they're entitled like, like mm-hmm. maybe coming Mary to uh, the, the way that mm-hmm. you use mm-hmm. they're saying I mean I paid this 30,000 kwacha mm-hmm. why should you deny me sex I think that reviews a character of I won't say all men because <laughs> you have a problem with all men mm-hmm. but that's the problem because is with the mindset. If we say all oh, men, it would not be fair if we are. Okay, let's talk about. You, you complain about denying, but what do you do to mm. even work on these things? That's the thing. Like, well, if you do not. this discussion now. I think you're having. That, you, you are saying you're having these discussions as mm. men as well, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, besides those discussions, they just die there, isn't it? And you, you were telling me to say there are men that come out and say, oh, uh, that's my wife. Mm-hmm. I need to go on. Because they misunderstand what was taught at church to say, oh, yeah, I'm giving what mm-hmm. you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which shouldn't be the case. I feel like if it's going to be partnership, as the Bible records it, it's partnership. Mm-hmm. The other one is a helper. I feel like that's partnership on its own. It Does is. someone have to say scream to say that's partnership? You already know when you're reading, you know, say this is it, okay? Mm-hmm. And then in any partnership, there should be mutual respect, okay? So if you're going to go and have sex, that's what we rape your wife, and then where is the respect there? I think, tr- like Christianity-wise, they misunderstand the whole giving away thing. They but tradition enforces tradition it. enforces what they it already does. have in their mindset. Okay, mm-hmm. their mindset is set up in a certain way, and then tradition enforces yes. that. So yeah, yeah, that direction. Like uh, when you're trying to bring out your point, I said the vana chimbosas, the vashi chimbosas. They're also part of the problem. They really mm-hmm. are because they t- tell the man that you can have at any time, and then they tell the woman that you should never refuse. Refuse. You see that. Mm-hmm. And then we, we all know, we all know the effects that rape have on a person. That's not something we should even be discussing now. By now, everyone should know to so, say this is it. So, so what do you expect from that marriage? She was a person it's before no she married you. no wonder we have high you. divorce rates. That also contributes yeah. to it. No, yeah. Because no. you can't leave. It's like, I'm not a servant. I didn't exactly. come here for, to be a servant, someone's servant. It should be partnership. It should be enjoyed. Mm. Marriage should be enjoyed. But mm-hmm. if there are such issues, how is it going to be enjoyed? Where one feels they're there. You want they want to be their ego to be stroked, you know, to worship the but I don't know if sleep when they enter. That shouldn't be the case. Mm. She was a whole person before you actually exactly. came in her life. Ex- why do you she want has to her own feelings? On her, right? She has her own emotions exactly. at her own time. So an agreement, a partnership like Nana Can you said, buy a, a person with thirty thousand? I don't know how much they pay. Can you buy mm. a person? That's appreciation. So oh, you raise this person. Thank you for at the end of the day, the woman will be the one. Yes, it's partnership, but the woman will be the one to look into everything, all affairs of the home, in a way. So that's like appreciation. Say, oh yeah, you know how a wife works in a home, mm. how it is. Of course, it's different from for every family mm. according to how they understand mm. these things. But at the end of the day, she's like she holds the home. She okay? really does, and not hold it in a negative traditional way where they say you hold the home. So yeah, to write everything, Which the all the nonsense that comes that is thrown you know? to you, just mm. do it. When he says he wants this, yet give him who, why? Mm. That's not right. I feel like it also contributes. The next is from the mother. Now it's not satisfied. Now the man is not satisfied. Moves to the child. And then the other child. And then the cousin that comes to visit. And extra marital affairs. Oh, yeah. So my recommendation um, in this discussion would be um, 
the older generation obviously there's little that we can do about it but let's start have to start this conversation with our boy our boys exactly. as young to, as they yes, are to respect yes, yes. Um, again, say mm-hmm. I'm sorry did you say there's little we can do about it I feel we're limiting ourselves just right there we should actually take more interest. There's so much more we can do. We can sit them down. We can have talks with them. Let's educate them. What's in the norm space, now? In our mm. space, yes, that's possible. Yeah. yeah, that's possible to talk to the children that I see. Yeah. Uh, I see something wrong with kids playing on the street. It's like girls and then boys. I see something wrong. I'll talk to them immediately. But to say that's none of my business, that's mm. where the problem is. Mm-hmm. So yes, like Gift says, yes, we can do. We can only go as far. And as far means, you know, like in our spaces, let's do what we can. No, he's saying for the elderly, we, we can't do older, much. The, there's little that, that was we his can statement. do. Um, there's little that we what can do. What do you mean by there's, that? There's little <laughs> that we can do uh, because there's a lot of tradition. I think it would take us a long time for us to don't you think to, if we actually change their minds? But there's no why I'm, I'm making focus on the um, the, the 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 young ones, right? I'll give a very interesting statistics. Forty um, percent. I'll give an example of Lusaka. Forty percent of young people in Lusaka are below the age of 14. Mm-hmm. And then the, the 60 percent of 65 percent or so is our young people in Osaka out of the uh, three, two, two to three million now that mm-hmm. we have population in Osaka. So if we focus, if we pledge our focus on this population of 40 percent of the entire population of Osaka as an example, then we are guaranteed to that there will be respect because these are the people that are in schools. If you look at the people that are being raped, these are the people that are in schools. These are uh, our future leaders. So let's start inculcating first the cultures and values with these young the people children. as we are still, you okay. know, focusing on that. And that's I what get I mean. it. Yeah. And okay. if young people come up, you know, with measures, you mm. know, like let's not stop them mm. because we feel it's something that we should have done, but we haven't done it. Mm-hmm. And so when they come to higher authority to say, mm-hmm. oh, we want to carry on with this project. Don't stop them. Let yeah. them go on with it, especially if it's male. Because yeah. like I said in the beginning, male listen to males. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's still that mindset. Say a boy will listen more to their father because, you know, with their mother, they are, like, that's my mother. Mm-hmm. You know, totally that kind of thing. Yeah. There's also that mentality. Mm-hmm. So when men stand up, when females stand up to come, you know, help us on this. We want to start this. Mm-hmm. We want to implement these measures. Help them. That's the lawmakers should help them go on with it because mm. we need everyone need everyone we need everyone's contribution yes. in this it's mm. everyone's responsibility exactly. that's why i feel the older generation shouldn't be left out because remember these decision makers are the older generation so we shouldn't leave them out either because if you talk about marito the, uh, the marito rep, yeah? Yeah. Mm. it's not it's not um my age mates that will come to me when i'm getting married say oh yeah this is how mm-hmm. it should be it's, it's the, the elderly people that they will call upon. What do those people believe in? Okay. You know what they teach? I will tell you the truth to say these are women that have um, succumbed to so much in their marriages. And they're they feel that's, that's how happy. it should be. A woman should succumb, succumb to this, you yeah. know, to her age. Everything that is thrown to you, which shouldn't be the case. And so when teaching you what they teach is what they have mm-hmm. experienced. But, but, and this is what I'm, my, I, I always argue this. This is like the th- 30% of the 17 million that we have in our country. Should we... Uh, for lack of better term, waste our resources and energy focusing on the thirty percent or on this seventy. A multi-sectoral approach, leaving no one behind, mm-hmm. is yeah. important because at the end of the day, we will still go back to that thirty percent. Child count, marriage counseling, mm-hmm. we would need the decision makers. We will need that thirty percent. Mm-hmm. So we will need to somehow focus multi-sectoral, multi-sectoral mm-hmm. again, not focusing on one, but on all. But I. Th- I and this is my argument also again the emphasis should be on the young people yeah because first of all they are the victims 
yes. in most cases they are the victims that's one and secondly um if we focus if we if we don't really focus on them and that's the reason why we have uh, this 30 percent of the older generation who are now bitter because they were not so don't get me wrong really i do agree we should it should happen simultaneously yeah. we, yes. that's what i think it should, should happen because all happen around the table all at once but i hear what you say when you mm. say more focus should be given to these children because mm. we're trying to raise a generation that's free from all these things all these abuse they're going to have abuse as they grow up we do not want that so we should start with them so i understand focus can mm. be put on that but let's not leave mm. out the older generation as mm. well so that's why i said it should be simultaneous mm-hmm. well i feel i hope this discussion has been fruitful um as we come into the end um any last recommendations or thoughts i'll start with you nana okay so i don't know uh how many listeners mm. are out there but all i know is let's also push mm. for this bill mm. i said let's push because it has progressive provisions that mm. protect children which in all bill, areas uh, I, I said I almost I forgot uh, which bill are you making reference to it's the child court bill child court the bill. child oh. court bill we talk about bill 10 be what yeah. but, but like what about this as well like mm. i said the 12th assembly i was hoping the president would address this mm. but no nothing came out despite the upswing of these statistics, the, the cases of, of child sexual abuse. So let's start with that. Let's all preach that we go towards that. Let it be enacted mm-hmm. so that children benefit from the progressive uh, parts of this bill. Mm-hmm. I think for me, my last recommendations will be at the individual level. Um, sexual abuse is unacceptable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It is not the way of life. It is not a norm that's exactly. not accepted mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. If you feel you are being harassed in any way whatsoever, take a stand, mm-hmm. voice it out. We and all find have the responsibility. Support. We yeah. all do. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. So, for those that have not had a chance to have a look at the child code bill, we'll add that to our description uh, in the link just below. We'll add it so you can have a look at it and just. Um, you know, be familiar with the bill. Thank you very much, Nana and Grace, for taking time. And I hope that we'll continue having discussions beyond mm-hmm. the microphones mm-hmm. uh, with our peers. W- w- sure, definitely. Sure. All right. So that's it. Uh, we'll be back again. Um, make sure that you follow us on our platforms on um, SoundCloud. It's uh, at Children's Radio Foundation on um, Anchor, Spotify, and uh, other platforms. You can also find us and um uh, just search for agents of change foundation you can also um get to follow the discussions on my platform that's at peace that's spelled as p-i-c-e my name is gift member until next time enjoy your day and hey if you listen to this in december it's uh, happy holidays